On this podcast, we explore the bridge between traditional and contemporary African culture. My name is Ada Ankem. Welcome to the Cafe Ankara podcast. Nkemdurim Uwaje Beho is the CEO of FutureSoft NG, a digital agency and IT solutions company that provides a broad range of business solutions for the scaling African enterprise. In this episode of the Cafe Ankara podcast, she shares her experience of growing up as the daughter of Nigeria's father of tech, her heart to digitize Africa, and advice for upcoming homegrown techies. First of all, thank you again for giving me this opportunity to speak with you. Um, can we just start by having you introduce yourself and the work that you do? Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Nkemjil Mouadjibel. I'm the CEO of FutureSoft. Um, FutureSoft is an IT service company that's focused on digital marketing, e-learning, and IT consultancy with a core focus on digital transformation. We're 12 years old and I have to say um, anything about myself. I think there's a lot of passion for creating change um, and impacting the African continent using technology um, and also driving a lot of technology advocacy and policy work um, in Nigeria and across the continent. Fabulous. Thank you so much. So, um, I know, I guess I know this because I heard your story, you know, um, when we first met, but can you just tell us a little bit about growing up and what that was like for you um, in connection to IT, if any? Okay, so um, I'm the first of three girls and um, my dad is called the Oracle of IT in Nigeria. And um, he is basically sort of like technology personified. He eats, breathes and sleeps technology. And I think that's sort of rubbed off on all of us. Um, he, you know, sort of from a very young age. So we've always, you know, as far as I can remember, and that's probably like three years old, we've always had a computer at home. And the computer was not just there to play. The computer was there to actually learn stuff and, and do some work and, you know, really um, understand how you can create using technology, right? Um, and I think he, one of the things, you know, that I'm very grateful for is that, you know, in his mindset, technology is not just for boys, it's for everyone, um, including his girls. And he um, sort of made sure that we all got a really good hang of technology. And today, three of us all work in technology in various different capacities and various different roles. Um, and it's, you know, sort of like a really, I think, interesting time um, for for you know, young women and, 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 and young Africans as well, you know, to sort of see and understand the opportunities that are, that exist in, in, in the tech space and, you know, sort of be able to, to start engaging in those um, opportunities. And yeah, I think that's sort of, you know, like growing up 
um, you know, and my mom, you know, she was also a, a she's like a very hands-on um, person. So if anything is spoiled, the video recorder, the light bulb, the TV, mom, come and fix it. And then she'd come with her toolkit and, you know, she would fix, fix it. So I think, um, I think we basically um, were able to sort of find a, um, you know, a really good balance between, you know, seeing a, a woman who could fix pretty much everything and, you know, a man that pushed you to believe that you could be anything that you want to be in life. Um, and that, I think, also gave us a lot of confidence to, you know, sort of step into the world and, you know, excel in male-dominated um, fields. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, I mean, you say that you grew up as, oh, your dad is called the Oracle of IT. Do you think that if you had chosen a different career that it would have made sense? I mean, just given your background, or was it almost basically inevitable that you're going to end up in IT? Um, no, I think, I think, I mean, all career paths were open. And if if I look at, you know, both of my, I'm the only one that actually studied computer science. Um, my two sisters, one of them studied international business, the other studied international relations and politics. So, um, you know, and, and with the intention to work in those fields, one of my sisters um, actually worked in banking for many years and then transitioned into technology. So I think that really and truly, you know, there was no pressure from, um, you know, from our parents to go into a specific field. For me, it was just something I was always really good at sciences um, and also really interested in sciences. So I studied bioinformatics, which is a double major in computer science and biology. And, you know, I then worked in research for many years. So, I mean, I, I was programming. I was a developer in a research institute and later in a pharmaceutical company. But it was not necessarily considered as tech, right? So it was a sort of different type of, of tech um, that I was doing, you know, before I, I started my own company. So, um, no, I, I think to answer the question, right, I don't think that a path in technology, you know, was sort of predetermined. Um, I think my dad has always sort of had, you know, sort of the dream that, you know, um, one of us would you know, sort of, um, I don't know, walk in his footsteps. But I mean, if that didn't happen, I think he would still be very happy and very proud of, of whatever it is that we would have chosen to to do, you know. So, so yes, I think technology, but, but, but then again, also, I think that nowadays, it's really almost inevitable to not work in technology, right? Um, so there is, you know, like every single industry is sort of entrenched with technology and in technology and technology plays such a big role. And, you know, um, whether it is in marketing, right? Almost all of marketing has gone digital. Um, whether it is in agriculture, there's a lot of sort of um, technology integration in agriculture that we're seeing a lot of new data coming out of agriculture there's a lot of sort of funding that is being done using technology platforms for the agricultural sector so really and truly there's you know same thing with education same, same thing with healthcare same thing with sort of collaboration tools and everything so I don't think that there's really an area in you know sort of the economy where technology doesn't play a role so I think at the end of the day, right, even if I had chosen a career to be a medical doctor, 
I would still have had to sort of embrace technology and you know really be in tune with technology to be able to do cutting edge um, you know medical research and, and and medical procedures because all of that is now technology driven you know so for me I think technology is almost like everybody is in tech you know um, and, and I think that this will continue to amplify and in another five six years I think that there will be even more of that right where um, there will be more and more sort of integration into different sectors and everybody will have some type of technology role. Excellent. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, there's really not much you can do um, in terms of moving forward in most industries if you don't take like, technology into into consideration. So you uh-huh. started your company, um, a Future Soft. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about maybe the background behind it? And maybe I'll just use that with the next question, which is, um, do you feel like your gender has, you know, had given you any advantages or disadvantages when it comes to, you know, becoming a player um, in the in the tech space, especially in our context? Okay. Um, so, to the first question about, you know, background about starting my company. So, Um, When I was still in secondary school, my dad had incorporated a company for me um, called Futuresoft. And, you know, I mean, it was one of those uh, where you roll your eyes and, you know, you're like, okay, dad, I don't know what this is for. I'm in secondary school. Um, I haven't even studied. Um, But he basically, you know, sort of used that company to build a track record. And when I, um, you know, then eventually decided to you know um, start my own company he said well you have this company I've built a little bit of track record for you um, it's already incorporated you know so you don't really need to do much um, you know, to sort of get started and I love the name and you know um, the rest is sort of history so I took that company and made it my own and sort of um, completely restructured all of the services that they were offering at that time I mean there was no staff or anything like that it was just like my dad's little pet company um, and and basically started building from scratch and the motivation behind you know wanting to start a company was the fact that you know I moved back from Germany where I studied and you know I came to Nigeria to do my NYSC and you know I was constantly looking for you know either companies or um, you know restaurants or places I could go on Google and I just couldn't find anything um, you know and, and when you constantly see zero results found or like the result page just as like one page then you realize that you know there's a lot of work that sort of has to be done and you know I mean when we look back now we know that we've been part of you know like a very important you know sort of revolution of putting African businesses and putting you know the African continent on on the map um, when it comes to digital um, so so that was the motivation behind it I wanted to basically be able to first sort of all get businesses to have registered email addresses domain names and to have websites so at the beginning those were the key services that we were providing website development um, and domain name registration and hosting you know um, and then from there we, we evolved you know um, and and I think it's been a very interesting journey because I think we we um, evolved 
with the times and with sort of the the industry trends globally and you know with um sort of this digital revolution where more and more of business processes are suddenly in digital and you know there's more technology integration into processes and you know our service offering you know has completely changed we still do web development um you know but it's like a tiny part of you know sort of like the the big the big stuff that we do in terms of um you know disadvantages or advantages um to be honest i personally only think it's you know being a woman in technology in the times that are today for me is an advantage um and i'll say i'll tell you why so i think that there was this wave of you know really amplifying women in tech um and especially amplifying african women in tech and you know i was you know sort of ready to ride that wave and you know i positioned myself to be able to to you know sort of tap into that and that has given me so much visibility you know locally globally across the continent and you know i don't think that i would have been able to get that visibility if i was a man because there's like 5 million of them right so they're like lots and lots of male tech founders that just simply don't stand out as much but if you are looking for female tech founders that are you know sort of in my age group or a little bit younger they're not that many of us right um so i think that that definitely you know is an advantage are there disadvantages sure but yeah so i mean generally i think i'm an optimist i don't really look at you know i always look at the bright side i always look at the ops i always look at the you know advantages that you get out of a situation i don't think that gender really counts right it's simply a field that not many women have gone into simply because they think it's not for them but the women that are in technology i think are pretty well integrated i think are respected and i think you know are also um you know sort of part of of the ecosystem in in a very big way um you know and i i think in technology it's really about what do you know how good are you you know do you have experience can you contribute value and when all of those questions are answered with yes you will have a space at the table and it's just as easy as that so it doesn't have anything to do with being a man or a woman i think it has more to do with what is your skill level so it's really up to you as an individual whether you're male or female to invest in yourself and to make sure that you're top of your game all the time Excellent. Thank you so much for that. Um you spoken just to the um you you spoken a little bit about the opportunities or that the riding of this digital revolution that sort of in Nigeria sort of came into or that your company helps to also bring a lot of African businesses Nigerian businesses online. Um are there other particular opportunities that you see um in Nigeria and in Africa when it comes to technology and then um what challenges you know would you like to see um Africa especially overcome you know in the next couple of years when it comes to technology um so i think that you know for me one of the key areas that you know um where i see a lot of opportunities is talent development um across the continent i think in order for us to really play in this um you know fourth industrial revolution and and this digital wave you know we really must invest in our human capital and we must first of all make sure that 
all Africans are digitally literate. And secondly, we have to also make sure that we have Africans with the right digital skills to become creators and not just simply consumers of technology. So I think for me, that is really where sort of like the biggest opportunity lies because once you solve that and you create creators um, and problem solvers and people that can add value, then you basically create this army of Africans that can contribute on a sort of, you know, in their countries, on a regional level, on a Pan-African level, as well as on a global level. And that is really where, where we need to go because, you know, other than exactly this invested in their human capital and they've created an army of specialists, of experts, of, you know, people who are um, able to create, who are able to solve problems, who are able to add value to the world. And in the future, value will be added through technology solutions. So we must make sure that we invest in our human capital. So I think that there are a lot of um, interesting opportunities around how do you fund this process? I think there are interesting opportunities around how do you actually train and accelerate that training? How do you create jobs? How do you, um, you know, sort of outsource um, your human capital as well without having a brain drain? How do you, you know, make sure that you have the right skill level? How do you make sure that you have the right experience? How do you make sure that you create local patronage? So I think that there there are tons and tons of opportunities across that spectrum um, of simply creating and developing talent. Mm. Awesome. And when it comes to the challenges, or well, I guess maybe a follow up. Are, are you seeing are you seeing these opportunities being taken up by African either country at country level or um, individual level? And then you know what what are the main challenges you think we we really need to overcome? Yeah, so I think that there are a lot of private sector initiatives and, you know, young startups that are addressing these um, challenges of, you know, not having the right human capital and trying to also create value, um, you know, and, and solve the funding gap. But, you know, what is really missing is sort of government intervention, the right policies, the enabling environment, ensuring that, you know, the policies, um, you know, sort of allow amplification of these efforts and that the policies all so make these efforts easy. Um, so I think that we really, you know, as, as young Africans, really need to start looking at how do we shape policy in our, our country so that the policy enables technology, enables us to be participants in that fourth industrial revolution and enables that, you know, us to really, you know, build our economies, you know, using technology as a strategy and as a backbone of, of this, you know, economic development and building. Awesome. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the Africa we know and the Africa we grew up with. I remember, um, actually, just a few months ago, my dad was visiting and we I had set up a Zoom family call, you know, with my siblings. They are all over, 
all over the world and I hadn't really told my dad right before it was time to have the meeting. So when we sat down, I was like, yeah, dad, we need to talk to these guys. He was like, what are you talking about? So I had set it up. He was like, wait, what? I can see everyone. And, you know, we had this conversation via Zoom. You know, we had done Skype and stuff before, you know, in the past, but he was just really, you know, it was like everybody seeing all the kids from all around, you know, having this conversation with them. At the end, it was like, you know, oh, this is really interesting. And sometimes you get this sentiment, you know, there's this, you know, we have our traditional ways of doing things. And a lot of people, people comment about how technology is eroding the African way of life, you know, whatever that means to them. Um, do you think mm-hmm. that there's a space, you know, where, you know, the where history meets modernity when it comes to our African traditions? Are there things that we are losing um, is by technology being such a huge part of our lives today? Is it eroding, you know, any any part of our culture? What, what would you say? Um, I would say yes and no, right? Um, I think technology actually amplifies um, and distributes a lot of our our culture, right? Um, and makes it easy easier for people who are not sort of ingrained into the culture to actually investigate the culture, to learn about the culture. If you think about, you know, so I, I mean, I grew up in Lagos. I didn't grow up in the East. So, you know, when it comes to sort of my Igbo heritage, there's the, the roots are not that deep. Right, um, and even though I, I identify as Igbo, you know, um, there's a lot of history, a lot of culture that is simply unknown to me. But with technology, I can, you know, sort of, I can look at videos. I can, you know, um, you know, sort of, there's there's content that is documented, you know, about the history, about you know, um, the Biafra War, for example, about food, about, um, you know, different traditions and what the traditions actually mean and, you know, different types of, um, you know, sort of Igbo calligraphy, like in CBD and stuff like that, right? So there's rich culture that even my father can't really pass on to me, right? Um, Simply because even with him, he grew up in Lagos, he went to boarding school in Ibadan, you know, um, and those Igbo roots again are not as deep as you know other people's Igbo roots so at the end of the day you know I think that it it actually allows me to really tap into that culture and you know explore it more um, and and, you know see the beauty of it and and, you know really also understand you know um, a lot more in terms of you know it diluting you know culture I think the problem with that is that technology is built by people in the West with concepts from the West, which means that technology consumption is based on Western norms and Western patterns and Western culture. And this is the problem when you're not a creator and you're simply a you know consumer. You will be forced to do things in a way that suits whoever created it because they created it for themselves they did not create it for you right and not create it to fit your culture they didn't create it to to sort of align with 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 your cultural um you know heritage or your communication styles or anything like that right so i think it's really time for us to create um, and, and, you know, you, you see it in some of the, um, you know, fintech solutions, for example, where, you know, sort of communal saving is integrated into the solutions and you can set up a wallet with five of your friends and you can, you know, contribute every month, the money goes to one of you, right? 
these are traditional ways of saving. They're not Western ways of saving, right? So I think that when we continue to create, we will continue to inbuild our culture into technology and then we will not feel so alien, right? And then the technology will also not feel so alien to us. So I think it's really about being creators versus being um, consumers of technology that creates that sort of of, um, you know, distance between, um, you know, what what our life is today and, you know, the culture that we, we you know, um, are, are maybe not preserving the way we should preserve it, right? So I think it's, it's really up to us as Africans to start being creators and to, you know, really think about how do we build technology that is suitable for us, that is, you know, um, that also makes sure that our culture is um, preserved and, and integrated into um, the way that we use it. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. And that's about the contextualizing technology for your own culture, um, which is really, I think, what most people are doing. And it's amazing, amazing that, you know, Africans should actually begin to start doing that as well. Who, who would you say are your... Um, leaders that you look up to in the hours in the African tech space. Who are your mentors, um, if there is any? Yeah, so I think that there are a lot of um, you know sort of great um, icons in in the night. You know, when you talk about um, sort of like African um, technology, um, and you know, for me, one of the um, greatest um, you know contributors to to technology in Nigeria is my dad um, you know across the continent you know there are a lot of young people like Juliana Rotish that have done the extraordinary stuff around you know building technology solutions as well as drive um, you know, I think also, you know, in Nigeria, we have people like Tunde Koka and Fuke Opeke who are really driving infrastructure development, um, you know, and, and these are people that I really look up to and who are creating the foundation for technology um, across the com- continent. Um, there are a lot of young you know, technologists like Melvin Lubega who are, you know, pushing technology and policy and digital transformation across the continent. So, you know, the list really and truly is, you know, sort of endless when it comes to, you know, um, sort of those icons and and African leaders that are, um, you know, in the technology space. Awesome. I'm sure your dad will be really excited to hear that you're that he's your your hero. <laughs> yes. Um do you what impact would you say that the work that you've done um, has had? I know you mentioned at the beginning about how you guys have played an instrumental role in bringing businesses online. But when you think about the work that you do, you know, when you have moments to just think through the work that you've done in the past and then the work that you're doing now, what would you say impact? So I think that the impact is, is 
um, you know, sort of across multiple levels, right? So there is the impact of actually putting Nigerian businesses on the map and contributing to that journey and contributing to that awareness across African business owners that they should, you know, sort of have a digital footprint. Um, then, you know, and I, I think that there, you know, we've been able to, you know, really work with a lot of small and medium-sized businesses in Nigeria and, you know, we've been able to put them on the map and, you know, build world-class digital presences for them that have also taken them to the next level. So I think also one of the areas that I've been able to make impact is in, you know, sort of motivating, especially young girls to go into technology through giving career talks, through mentoring, um, through teaching in summer camps. And I think for me, this is something that's really important because the career sector is still very male dominated and definitely needs more female faces. And by being a role model, you know, I'm able to actually um, get more girls to start thinking about careers and technology and the best part is when they come up to me at different events and they tell me I'm a developer and I'm a developer because of you um, you know that sort of makes me know that the work that I'm doing really has impact and you know is changing lives and changing perspectives and changing the narrative of you know what an African woman should or should not be doing and I think that that's really important I think another sector where you know my work has made impact is sort of the um, policy space um, I sit on a lot of different um, policy committees um, you know especially for Nigeria and I also speak on a lot of global um, and pan-African stages uh, um, about policy and how technology policy should be shaped and, you know, making recommendations and having input into how leaders make decisions and form formulate those policies, um, I think will also make a, a really big difference, you know, in the future. So this is sort of still ongoing work and, you know, there's still a lot that needs to be done. But I think, you know, we are starting to see sort of the, the little sprouts of grass coming out out of the seeds that we planted awesome thank you so much we're almost done so when you look at again the work that you're doing what is it that what values do you want to leave with the next generation and um what would be advice for people who are you know interested in this space um so i think for me for people who are interested in the space, work hard, hone your skills, be the best, right? Um, technology is all about the skills. It's not about any certificates that you have. It's not about, um, you know, sort of, it's about what you know and what you can do with the knowledge that you have, right? Um, how much value you can create, how creative you can be with that knowledge and those skills that you have. So I think it's really, really important to, um, you know, just really be focused, understand what are the new and emerging technology trends and immersing yourself in them so that you can be part of the next sort of wave and, and you can ride that, you know, because a lot of young people are simply not engaging with technology, um, you know, in that way. Um, in terms of, in terms of, you know, sort of the, um, you know, what legacy, you know, so what is coming up um, and what legacy do I want to leave? I think for me, it's it's really about impact, you know, and living a life of impact and living a life that changed lives. Um, and, you know, for people 
to understand, especially for women, to see that, you know, you can be whatever it is that you dream of being, right? Um, and you can go a path that is maybe not a common path. You can start a business and you can, you know, use that business to unlock local and pan-African and global opportunities. Um, and you can build and you can inspire and, you know, you can um, create and you can empower and, you know, you can do all of these things, um, you know, sort of through creating visibility for your work, through making sure that, you know, um, you, you help other people. Um, so I think for me, that's really the, the most important part to sort of have a place in Nigerian technology um, history as, you know, a woman that unlocked and a woman that empowered, a woman that impacted and a woman that changed a lot of the narrative and also the way that policy was um, created and, you know, um, and, and, and created opportunities for young people in technology. I think for me, those are the really key and most important things. And I would want also for people who, who, who I have done that for to continue paying it forward and doing that for people who are coming and you know you will unlock so much greatness for other people um, without sometimes without knowing it right um, and, and there is a lot of beauty in that awesome thank you so much for speaking with me do you are you going to ask do you want any of your kids to following your footsteps in terms of ice tech or are they Um, Honestly, I don't really care what, so I have one child, I don't really care what my son um, gets up to as long as he's happy um, and, and he adds value to society and, you know, impacts and leaves his own legacy. I think for me, it's more important to be a change maker than to be in a specific field. And like I said, everybody is going to work in tech in the next 20 years. So really and truly, um, <laughs> we're going to have a lot in common regardless of what what field he chooses because simply because technology is going to just be part of every single sector. Thank you so much for taking time with me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, All right, no problem. Just helping to tell you Thank you for listening to the Cafe Ankara podcast, stories that explore the bridge between traditional and contemporary African culture. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, be sure to like, share, and leave us a comment. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cafe Ankara.